All right, here we go. Another episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke. Hope you're doing well, staying healthy, staying safe out there. We are ever so close to the end of the year, inching our way there to the end. So still plenty of time to accomplish those things that you want to accomplish and uh, start preparing yourself for the New Year's, as I've said several times before. Um, but from a from a personal standpoint, and, and specifically with the podcast, you know, it's um, it's been a, a a better year than I think than than I've expected for it. Um, you know, we've gained a, f- a few new listeners, and so I really appreciate to those of you that's been listening since the beginning. Uh, for the new ones, thank you so much for uh, for joining and listening, and and for all of you, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, to listen to me uh, ramble on on a on a weekly basis, so a couple times a week sometimes, but uh, nonetheless, it just it means a lot to me, um, and it's important for me to to convey that to you that I that I really do appreciate it. That it means a lot that you do take time um, to listen to it, and uh, so thank you, thank you so much. So we're this will be episode ninety one. So. Uh, should be able to make it to hundred for the year, so that's uh, that's new for 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 the podcast for me this year is to to get release a hundred episodes. So it's 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 great to have that done, and you know just again setting that bar and and getting things uh, kind of set up for for twenty four and and what can what can I do in twenty four to make things better to to make it more entertaining more. Um, appealing to to you and others that um, could potentially come across it for uh, first their entertainment when they're looking at different um, podcasts I guess I gotta get this story out of the way before I forget about it uh, it is a great story it's a great fart story unfortunately I was on the receiving end of this one Maybe I just ruined it for everybody, but my wife and I was uh, visiting a little store, uh, small f- uh, store, and, and doing some shopping for the grandkids. And and so uh, there was the owner in the store. There was my wife, myself, and then there was two other ladies. I, I'm assuming it was a mother daughter. The one seemed about mid sixties, right? Uh, probably in age wise, and the other maybe late twenties, early thirties. The daughter. And so the the four of us were out on the floor, the looking around, milling around. And um, as I was kind of walking around one of the displays there, one of the tables or whatnot, man, I caught a whiff of something. I'm like, whoa, what was that? Like something stinks, like really bad. And and I thought, man, what is the deal? And then I realized that was a fart. So I was like, oh man, I go, I just. Oh, I was pissed, man. It made me mad because, you know, here I walked around the corner and, and got smacked in the face by this fart. And I mean, it was, it was bad. And, and then it, it took me a minute, but it dawned on me it, it, that I realized finally that, hey, that this is um, impressive that some lady crop dusted at the, at the store. Um, and, you know, I was a victim of it. And so I, I, you know, you just have to, you know, acknowledge a game like that. And, 
and understand the how impressive that it was that you know she uh, fart bombed me like that because usually I'm the one on the other end of it that's doing it I'm the one that's leaving you know the vapor trail down the the aisles at the store um and so for me to somebody turn the tables on me and um I get a, a fart sandwich um you know was pretty impressive so kudos to that lady whoever you are that fart bombed me the other day very very well done very impressive um and congratulations so but man it was it was pretty bad it was quite the hanger so kudos to her you know this this topic was i broached it previously um and i don't remember how extensively i got into it but you did kind of um touch on the subject a couple of times and and unfortunately uh i don't remember the exact context of it so uh shame on me i guess for for that um but but it came up again recently and i thought it was kind of interesting um you know there's uh, you know again a lot of talk around the economy and and money and and jobs and and whatever and things like that and so uh obviously those things are all related those are all related to the economy um you know and people having uh disposable income to go get go out to dinner and whatnot and whatever so but i feel like pretty consistently that people um are are established tippers no matter what it is they've already established what type of tipper they are already not necessarily um about the economy so much as it is for um just their normal um you know, situ- normal situations and how they handle tipping. Okay, so um, this goes back to uh, the other day with our uh, guys over at uh, Unusual Whales at Unusual underscore, underscore Whales at Unusual underscore Whales. And I've got, I went past it, I believe. Unfortunately, I didn't get a good picture of it. So now I've got to look it up here. But um good grief apologize for not having my crap together so here it is right here so it's uh tipping once rewarded good service now it's determined how consumers are treated per cnbc and this goes back to um yesterday 30 percent of americans think tipping has gotten out of control while two-thirds of americans have a negative view about tipping and then it you know, talks about it in this article that CNBC. So CNBC is supposed to be like this, you know, business unit and, and talking about all these things. And, you know, basically um, with these new digital programs that people have, the, you know, the computer systems that, that the handheld devices that they run your card right there at the table, um, or even with the printed copies of it, I've seen it too, is that, so they'll suggest that you tip, anywhere from between 15 and, and 30%. And so therefore that, you know, that people are offended by this, that it bugs them, that, 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 that percentage is, um, so high. Right. So, you know, they, they want, um, you know, to kind of give that suggestion and maybe easy figure it for you. So, um, it was, you know, for a while it was 15 to 20%. Um, now it's, you know, 18% for minimum for decent, decent service. 
But here's the thing with that. Okay, so a couple of things, different ways that, that I viewed it, and I want to approach it here uh, to, today in this episode is one is, okay, so I know there's, there's, there's two very, I think, distinctly opposite, polar opposites to this, but I can't, I don't have specifics that I give you on numbers, but I know, I know one person at least, one person, there's probably other ones out there that no matter what they do, they out there, they're tipping 25, I think 25 to 30%, no matter what, off every time, right? doesn't matter if it's good service or not. doesn't matter if the food is good or not. You know, they're 25 to 30% consistently. The flip side of that then goes all the way to the other end of the spectrum where, you know, people are, I'm going to say zero to 10. Okay. Zero to 10. And, and majority of the time that's their, that's where they're at. Right. So it doesn't matter to them good service or not bad or whatever, you know, they're going to be in that zero to 10 consistently. And then everything in between where everybody in the tweet, I was going to give everybody between that, that they're, they're, you know, that, um, probably 15 to 20%. And then they're going to, or maybe even 25%, but say consistently 15 to 20. And they're basing it off of good service, whether or not the service was good or bad or whether, you know, whether, not the food is good or bad. And I think some people maybe don't understand necessarily how that works because many places the tips are split amongst everybody, front and back of house. Okay. No matter if you're a server or a busboy or person, whatever, or a, sh- a cook or whatever, you know, they, they're splitting those tips. So, so even, you may have great food, poor service, but you know, if you don't tip very well, then thinking that's basing off of the, your uh, service, then you're, you know, you're taking it also out on the cooks that prepared the food and every, you know, everybody else involved in it. So there's that to consider too. But also then to me though, it's more about my, my dining experience. Okay. doesn't matter if it's, you know, uh, a nice, say diner type of experience or a decent restaurant, sit down restaurant, all the way up to a high end restaurant. To me, it's it's the experience that you have that day. So how do they, you know, how are you greeted? How do they treat you overall? How's the service? Does that person um, make you feel like that you're the only person that they're working with that day? You know, do they have some interaction with you? Do they kind of have a great conversation? Are they well put together? things like that. So that, you know, they'll have good suggestions. They'll give you some good information. They'll answer your questions. They know what's going on. They know what they've got for bourbons. They know what they've got for whatever it is. You know, they've got the answers for you. And then also the, the, the way that they uh, bring the food out, talk about whatever, answer any questions. Again, that whole experience. So for me, uh, it is that whole experience. And then if it is a great beginning to end, then you're going to, you know, be on that higher end, maybe that 20 to 25%, you know, probably more like that 20, 22%. Um, but you, you know, you're going to be in more apt for me to do that and vice versa. I may drop down to 15 to 16, maybe 17% if it's not quite up to snuff. Um, maybe even around that, uh, 13, 14% if it's, if the food's not great, the experience is not great, the service isn't great. So that, that might drop that down too. So you can see, you know, across the board there based on what the experience is like, that's what it is for me. 
and then like you said, other people handle it, you know, based on, um, just run out the food is good with the service, good, anything like that. So to, um, bring that home, I guess the idea though, is that, you know, you can base it on whatever your, your, your total experience is because the other option is, is you can customize that too. You're always going to have that uh, opportunity to put a custom amount in there, meaning that you can go with whatever you want. So just because they put 15, 20, 25, 30 on the front doesn't mean you have to do that. You can always hit the customize or other or whatever and enter in whatever dollar amount you want. So to me, that's not good journalism by CNBC if they don't cover that fact that there is that opportunity or people aren't smart enough to understand that or don't know that, that you have that you can't, you're not, you're not forced into put a 15, 20 or 25. Many times, yeah, if you got a party or six or whatever, they're going to say, Hey, there's a set amount, a party of eight or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I can see that too. Um, but you know, anytime that you have less than that, or you're not forced to do that based on the number of people, if you've got that option, then take that option, right? Or, or put zero on it and then carry cash. So just make sure you got carry cash. Oh, well, that's going to be a problem for most people. I get that. But I'm just saying there are there are viable solutions for, for somebody to leave a tip other than a specific amount listed on there, right? Especially if, again, if it's bad food, bad service, bad experience, yeah, go, you know, go down below that 15 or whatever percentage that they suggested. Or if they're starting at 20% and you want to go below that, do that then. Do that customized. That's what I do many times. Many times I'll do that custom percentage because of that custom amount, because of whatever that might be. So you're not stuck with having to give it in. It's just nice because you got that easy math, right? So if you know, hey, 20% is $10. Uh, if you want to go um, a little bit more, then you can say, well, okay, $12. Then you enter in that $12 amount. Do whatever you want. But you're not forced to have to give whatever percentage that they suggest that you give. But I also think, though, that you know, again, people should, should be apt to want to give a decent amount for, for good, especially if you got great service, good service, good food, good experience. Yeah. Pony up a few bucks. It's okay. You know, don't be such a, uh, you know, a tight wad, tight ass on that stuff. You know, reward that person for giving you a good experience and a good, uh, evening out with friends and family. And that's okay. But I don't think it it should be such a that painstakingly um, situation that it just you know paralyzes people like no other um, because they just you know don't know how to handle the situation. But be a good tipper, especially on the holidays, right? And I think it's easier sometimes with somebody that you know, or they have some kind of a, um, previous experience with. I know that was the thing too. We used to go to the same restaurant couple times a month. We've got the same waitress and we always knew she did a great job. So we're going to pony up a little bit more. But the other waitress that came through that maybe not as friendly or not engaging or whatever, or new to uh, us, or, you know, we don't get on a consistent basis, then we probably weren't, you know, willing to do as much. And that's okay too. And I'll close with this one here. So I've been been on the, you know, the tangent a little bit about this, um, the college football playoffs. Um, so I've been, been looking more at the Alabama and, and Michigan games. I feel like that one is probably a little bit more misdiagnosed by most talking heads. 
Um, and and just you know reviewing that that SEC championship game with Alabama and Georgia, and then watching you know some of the Michigan from last year. I know it's not exactly the same, but man, I, I just don't. I just don't think there's any opportunity there for Michigan to have any any chance of winning. Um, granted, you got to line up and play, and you know things could go sideways. But um, I think if if Alabama plays the style of football that they played with against Georgia, they will win. I don't think that the Big Ten is is what the conference that they used to be, and for not having the competition week in and week out and being pushed week in and week out on getting you know, some competition in there. I, I, it just doesn't, doesn't pan out to where they have the speed and the strength that an Alabama has and possesses. You know, I feel like that, that Alabama has, uh, just, um, a better overall defense uh, front to back than the university of Iowa does. And Iowa's defense gets allowed a lot because of their, um, lack of points that people score against them. But to me, that's just the the basis of a weak Big Ten West. But I feel like that, that Alabama has a far advanced uh, defense in comparison. So, And they only put up, what, 24, 25, something like that, 26 right around there against them. To me, I, I just don't think that their passing game is going to hold up. They're going to try to run the ball a lot, and they're going to be able to stuff it. And with Corum not getting a lot of yards – uh, they're going to be forced to pass, and I think that's just going to be disastrous overall for them. And you know that they're again they they make great in game adjustments. If you, again going back to that Alabama Georgia SEC championship uh, first drive, Georgia you know pounds the ball right down the field, scores a touchdown. And you're thinking, okay, we're well, here we go. But you talk, you listen to Nick talk about it. They make a an in game adjustment right after that drive. Right between the first and second uh, drive, make that in-game adjustment, and guess what? They clamp it down and shut them down pretty good overall from there on out. So to me, that's what's scary about them is they can make those quick in-game adjustments, and they're gonna they're gonna make those, and they're gonna they're gonna call the adjustments, and they're gonna be able to execute. It. And that's where the, the that's where they're advanced. Also, is they can make those executions on those judgment calls on making those uh, on changing the, the defense, I should say. And I think that's going to be what's difficult is that they're not, Michigan is not going to be able to respond to that. They just don't have the offensive firepower to combat that. And I don't think their defense is going to stand up uh, to the Alabama offense. And with Jalen Miro being able to offer um, the ability to run um, if necessary, and if you're going to put us like Georgia did, if you're going to put a one or two spy on them, that's going to open up the the one on ones on the outside for other receivers that they've got. Um, and they're going to have a decent enough running game that they'll be able to pound the rock pretty good. Also, to me, they're they're going to just hit from all facets, whether it be running, um, you know, a normal running game, running with the quarterback or passing, um, because you know he likes to you know again Milro likes to to pass the ball down the field, likes to throw that longer passes. Very accurate also, does a good job with it. And if they open up the top of that defense, that's going to make some more adjustments and it's just going to open up other areas. So then, you know, if you're going to continue to try to put, again, put one or two spies on him, that's going to be shorthanded in the back. Um, or if you make those adjustments and go away from that down to one or down to none, 
that he could potentially run the ball. So they're they're going to be. I think it's going to be a challenge. They're going to be in trouble. It's going to be fun from Alabama standpoint. It's going to be fun watching that game on January one, and I think that's a no doubter. Now, it's yet to be seen in, in the second round, whether they play Washington or, or Texas again. But I think that first round is going to be people are going to be surprised. They're going to they're going to take them to the woodshed pretty good. I think they're going to, they, you know, it may not be a, a, a three touchdown or more, but it could, or it may just, you know, maybe to me, I think they beat them by 14 or more Then you know, that's pretty successful, good victory. Well, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying safe, staying healthy out there. And until next time.